Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Welcome to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and welcome to the December 2nd, 2022 edition of Financial Fridays. We have got a great show lined up for you today where we're going to cover the topics that uh, you most want to hear about and definitely uh, a lot of excitement this week. We've had a, a big up day kind of sandwiched in between uh, what was, uh, I don't want to say a, a snoozer, but definitely a week that was a little bit uh, helter-skelter as it goes for the markets. Uh, yesterday we had the Dow off just a little bit, about 190 points. Uh, S&P down just three and a half, but firmly above 4,000 at the uh, 4,076 level. NASDAQ composite, uh, with rates going lower, ended up, uh, right up, uh, about 15 points almost at 11,482. And boy, rates were the story yesterday with the 10 year benchmark, uh, dropping all the way to 3.52. Uh, if you're scoring at home, that's almost, uh, 0.7% or three quarters of a percentage point lower. Uh, from where that rate was uh, to ring in November. As we look at other um, market action in the commodity space, uh, West Texas crude was up about 79 cents uh, to 81 and change per barrel. Gold, gold's been a little bit of a rally, up 34 bucks yesterday, closing at 1802. If you can recall, it wasn't that long ago that gold was stuck in the uh, 1630 area. Of course, here on Financial Fridays, brought to you by Lime Wealth Management, our commodity du jour is lumber. Lumber ended the day down um, almost 4% to 4.13 per 1,000 board feet, and that is uh, a whopping uh, $1,300 and change lower than where we were uh, during the depths of the pandemic when lumber became seemingly the most uh, scarce commodity on earth. As I said, we've got a great show lined up. The market action this week has been a little bit uh, uh, here and there, but definitely what we're seeing is uh, you know, some firming action as uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed uh, president, signaled that maybe uh, the three-quarters of a percentage point increases have been uh, – over and we'll see lower increases going forward. But keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on your favorite station and we will be back after a word from our sponsors. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. 
Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the investment spotlight part of our show where we will take a deeper dive this week into shorter term bonds and the potential for value being offered uh, for investors waiting out the Fed. Now, we're going to return to the same theme at the end of the show with the Q&A session, but as a reminder, let's talk tax treatment on bonds to start with. Keep in mind, if you're buying U.S. Treasury instruments, uh, that is bonds issued by the federal government, the interest there is exempt from state and local income taxation. If you are buying municipal bonds issued by states or municipalities, those bonds are typically exempt from federal and or state uh, and local taxation. So as always, check with your tax advisor, kind of know what you're buying. But there can be quite a bit of uh, tax advantages to owning some bonds. Now, let's take a deeper dive. Uh, as we kind of talked about um, a couple shows ago, you know, there has been a real push to focus on credit exposure on short-term durations. Uh, that means shorter maturities and high-quality investments. The Fed's aggressive tightening and a flattening yield curve have provided an opportunity to invest in compelling yields on the short end of the core bond market and some examples, um, you know, in your mind's eye, kind of paint a chart uh, going from the left to right. So the um, one to three year Bloomberg aggregate bond, uh, you know, index shows a yield of just over 4%, where 12 months ago that yield was just over a half a percent. The Bloomberg one to three year U.S. Treasury index currently has an average yield of about 3.75, and just a year ago that yield was not even three-quarters of 1%. Um, the corporate one- to three-year uh, investment grade index is yielding uh, 3%, which is a little bit of a misnomer in that with zero risk at the Treasury, you can get almost one full percentage point more than investment-grade corporate bonds. Um, if you look at high-yield corporate with a maturity of zero to five years, that yield now is just 1.25%. And um, if you look at the general U.S. aggregate bond index, which has maturities all the way out to 30 years, your yield has shrunk all the way down to just over one. Um, so what it looks like definitely is the shorter – maturities uh, are hard to beat. 
So if you use that Bloomberg U.S. investment grade corporate one to three year index as a general measure, short term corporate bonds currently offer a 5.26% yield. Now contrast that with the Bloomberg U.S. aggregate index, which yields just 4.61%. While the aggregate index's volatility is nearly double that of the short-term corporate bonds over the long term, the ratio of yield to volatility implies that for short-term corporate bond portfolio to break even or have rising interest rates wipe out its starting yield would require a return drawdown that is three standard deviations below average. Uh, this is a statistically very improbable scenario and would only in fact happen about perhaps, um, you know, one, one and a half percent of the time, uh, if my old statistics math, uh, holds up. In other words, a short-term high-quality credit portfolio provides a higher yield than the broad bond market while offering more resilience to current macro headwinds which could be a combination that most investors find compelling in this environment. Now, duration is still valuable as recession risk remains heightened. So that's not to say you want everything short, but um, to go a little bit deeper on this, the value of short-term bonds is compelling. You also need to evaluate and I, I believe, frankly, it's important to maintain exposure to some longer-term treasuries to mitigate the risk should the recession prospects worsen and we get into a deeper recession that lasts longer and lasting longer, meaning on the calendar. Historically, treasury bonds have helped mitigate equity risk during market downturns, though this hasn't been the case this year as high inflation and Fed tightening have driven poor returns. However... Looking forward, um, Treasury duration has better prospects to mitigate equity risk as markets have already priced in aggressive tightening from the Fed. And while the lagged impact of tightening on the real economy could drive slower economic growth over the coming months, and as such, um, when it comes to fixed income, it could be better to combine short-term bonds in credit sectors with longer-term Treasury protection. Keep in mind, one of the reasons why bonds have not performed as well this year with, as of Wednesday, the uh, Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index being down 13% for the year has been the magnitude of the rate of change in interest rates. So um, right around last Christmas, the 10-year Treasury benchmark was at 1.4%. Just after Halloween, it was about 4.2, and you might say the easy math is it went up just 2.8%, but effectively speaking, the increase was a tripling. So if you're old enough to remember the 1980s, that would be like the 1980s interest rate, not going from 10 to 13, but going from 10 to 30. Boy, what a big impact that would have made. We'll come back to a couple of these issues uh, in the next two segments as we do tackle what to do in a recession from a financial planning standpoint and answering your questions about a specific type of treasury bond. But keep listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. 
Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I am your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor at Align, and this is the financial planning segment of our show where we'll take a deeper dive into financial planning topics that might be on your mind and that could provide some value to you and your loved ones. Uh, let's take a trip as we get closer uh, and we're in the midst of the holidays now to look at some financial planning advice as it pertains to setting up uh, next year uh, to be as good of a year as it can be. Uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know there's a lot of forecasts for a potential recessionary environment next year. But um, these are a couple of financial planning tips that you may want to employ to help protect yourself and your nest eggs. Specifically speaking, uh, recessions are necessary evils in the uh, in, you know in the economic environment, and, and typically it's quite normal that we have them. Uh, we went on an extended period of time until COVID hit, uh, where we had been, uh, gosh almost uh, 10, 12 years without a recession. And if you take COVID out of the mix uh, with the very brief recession we had for COVID, it's been about 14 years since we've had this type of economic decline. Now, typically recessions uh, are marked in real life, and I'm not talking about the textbook um, definition of a recession where it just says you've had two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth. Real-life recessions, um, they will leave a mark. Specifically speaking, I'm, I'm a child of the recessions in the early 90s, getting out of college then. It was very difficult to find a job, and that's where we'll start. Is A lot of times in recessionary periods, uh, you have a lot of job losses and not very many job openings. So that means financial planning item number one is make sure you have – an adequate cash reserve, uh, whether or not that is uh, for yourself or for your business, if you have a business, because more often than not in a recessionary environment, you do have a lot of job losses and you want to protect yourself first and foremost in case you're one of those people that is displaced from the workforce that you have um, saved adequately to have a cash reserve of three to six months. Most recessions in the U.S. are about six months in duration. Obviously, some can be longer, and there are uh, lingering stories of recessions dragging on into, you know, really the Great Depression or the uh, great, you know, economic uh, slowdown of the 07-08, early 09 vintage. But the best way to protect yourself is to have a cash reserve. And uh, 
as the Fed works to engineer, quote-unquote, a soft landing, which our friends at BCA have said doesn't really exist, uh, you may have you know, six or seven months, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit less, to save money and put that hay up in the barn in the form of a cash reserve. Other things that go on in a recession, um, you know, really what happens is the effects of the raising or rising interest rate regime that the Fed has put into effect this year usually takes about 12 months or so to be felt. So if you have any type of debt at all that might be on a, uh, you know, uh, a scale or variable uh, payment system, variable rate system, be prepared to have the cash ready to make those higher payments uh, when and if they come due in the next 12 uh, to 18 months. Uh, th- so that's, you know, preparation number two. If you're lucky enough to have all your debt taken care of or on a fixed rate and you don't lose your job, what's the recession playbook? Well, first and foremost, a lot of times in a recession, if you've been wanting a bigger ticket item uh, and you have money saved and your job is safe, those are times to buy because you may see a lot of reduced pricing from retailers and or sellers of durable goods uh, that are looking to generate sales, even sometimes at losses, uh, just to keep some of their people working and having some net income or, or income come in the front door of the business. Uh, the other thing to think about is, especially if you're working still and putting money in a 401k plan, is as Wayne Gretzky said, you want to skate to where the puck is headed. Uh, the good news is in recessions, most of the time, you know, once the, uh, powers that be have said, hey, there's a recession going on, the market responds typically pretty well. Uh, pretty well is about 86% of the time, 12 months later, after recession has been uh, called starting, uh, markets are positive. So on the deferrals going into your retirement plans, be that you know 401ks, saving for college, 403b plans, etc., you may be able to take advantage of being a bit more aggressive with your deferrals in buying low now uh, and in the early part of a recession with the hopes that uh, things do turn around as they kind of have in history and end up with more money than you started with. Uh, That's the name of the game on these type of uh, retirement plans and uh, Anything with a constant savings rate is if you can buy quality companies on the cheap, even over a period of time of a year or so, what we know um, historically is you're going to end up, um, you know, way ahead of the game later on. So take a look and always um, be focused on where your money is going Um out of each paycheck if you're in the savings game. The other thing to take advantage of in a recession, too, is people forget that the life insurance business is a business, uh, and sometimes if things slow down because people uh, do not have uh, the cash like they had and policies aren't flying off the shelves, it may be a good time to shop for some insurance because quite possibly the underwriting may be a little bit easier in these economic slowdown times 
in order to keep business coming in the door that might otherwise slow down. And it's quite possible you might be able to get insurance, especially if you're kind of borderline um, with your health, that you might not necessarily have been able to attain uh, in a robust economic environment. So recessions are necessary. Uh, they're not great to live through, but if you know the actions to take and the corners to cut, uh, you can come out of the recession better than going in. And keep in mind, from an economic environment, recessions are kind of like uh, tending your garden. Sometimes the only way you can get more growth out of your uh, garden is to prune and cut back, which may look bad for the plants in the short term. But if you're a gardener, what you know is in the long run, that's the only way to get more growth and healthier foliage going forward. Keep listening to Financial Fridays because we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I am your host, Drew Watson, and this is the uh, email bag segment of our show where we answer your questions that you send in to us. As a reminder, feel free uh, to uh, continue to send in your questions as uh, definitely what we uh, know is that uh, – People have questions, and we are here to help answer those questions. Uh, the email address to send them to uh, is uh, william.a.watson at ampf.com. So uh, the questions this week uh, arise with what is um, – Series I bonds. These are savings bonds issued by the government, and uh, there's a lot of uh, information out there about them, but sometimes in the mainstream media you only get a part of the story. And if uh, you've looked around here in the last uh, month or so, what you know is that the um, – Bonds that came out from were issued in May uh, through October, so that's May, June, July is three months. August, September, October is another three months. So the six-month rate on those inflation-adjusted uh, 
savings bonds, uh, which technically is an A-series I-bond, was 9.62%. So um, that sounds like a great deal. Uh, Now, let's get into, as a... uh, Paul Harvey used to say the rest of the story. So as I said, the savings bonds, these are issued by the Treasury, and it pays a fixed interest rate uh, determined at the time of the purchase. But there's also an inflation adjustment to the bonds, meaning that the Treasury pays an additional interest rate applied twice a year. Uh, So that would be May and November uh, for this series of bonds based on an estimated rate of inflation. Um, Unlike... A lot of other savings bonds, these I-bonds are sold at face value, which means a $50 bond is sold for $50. Um, now, the duration of these bonds differs from that of other bonds, and they can range from one year to 30 years. But if they are sold before five years um, for the time of purchase, you forfeit the last three months of interest. So keep that in mind that the 9.62% headline rate, um, which is a combination of the normal interest rate and the, um, which is fixed and the inflation adjustment gets credited twice a year. Um, and if you want to get out of them early, you're going to lose some of the principal, um, that, that you have. And so essentially, these bonds are non-marketable, which means they cannot be legally bought or sold to third parties, and there is no secondary market for these bonds and can only be redeemed by the original owner. Uh, the Series I bond, they pay interest on a monthly basis, and it compounds every six months. The primary interest for any given bond is fixed for the lifetime of the instruments. So, for example, uh, let's say you bought a $100 bond at 1% interest. Each month it would pay um, 1% in interest. After six months, the interest would be compound, and you would gain 1% on the interest uh, on $106. Most investors consider the inflation adjustment on the Series I bonds to be an additional form of interest on this asset. And as a result, this is typically considered a variable interest bond. Together, the interest rate and the inflation adjustment on Series I bonds are called the composite rate. The composite rate on a Series I bond can never fall below zero, even in the rare event that deflation would otherwise drag a bond's composite rate into negative territory. So here's a, here's a couple th- other additional information about the I-bonds. And here are the deadlines. Uh, within one year of purchase, you cannot cash the bond. Within one year to five years of purchase, you can cash the bond, but you forfeit the previous three months interest payment, also known as early redemption penalty. After five years, you can cash the bond with no penalty, and after 30 years, the bond ceases to pay any interest at all. Um, you, know, you do not have to cash that after 30 years, but this is a debt instrument and remains good indefinitely. However, after this point, it will begin to lose value against inflation, and the interest on a Series I bond is subject to federal income tax, but not state and local taxes. So as a reminder, 
all federal government debt securities do avoid and they're not subject to state or local income taxes. The principal on the Series I bond is typically not subject to any taxation and the interest on a Series I bond is not paid during the lifetime of the bond. Rather, as noted above, it is compounded and paid upon redemption. And so technically this is a zero coupon bond. So you can definitely see there's a lot more to the story than the uh, traditional hey, this is a great 9.62% interest rate on a treasury-type bond. Uh, So you may end up owning that bond for somewhere um, between 5 and 30 years, depending on your given circumstances and what inflation ends up being. Traditionally, with um, inflation-protected securities, they are probably some of the most complicated investments out there. Definitely, uh, it behooves you to read the fine print and work with a professional who understands the fine print as well. Because as we say often on this show, the devil is definitely in the details. Other treasury-type securities that would uh, enjoy um, some special mention as we get close to the end of the year, if you own any of the uh, – you know exchange-traded funds or mutual funds that hold a lot of inflation-adjusted treasury bonds. Keep in mind, those interest payments, which have been huge, frankly, for this year, um, enjoy the same exemption from state and local income taxes as the Series I bonds I mentioned. And they, too, um, that can help enhance the overall after-tax yield of the product, um, even after taking in consideration federal taxes. If you're in the, you know, say 20% bracket for federal and 5% for state, um, not paying that 5% on the state does end up uh, helping you quite a bit in the long run. So keep your questions coming. Uh, as we get into the holiday seasons, we'll answer more of your questions. And keep listening because we'll be back same time, same channel next week. You're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. This is WOMI Owensboro.